Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch we are counseling on Neural DSP's Quad Cortex. I've seen the gear reviews. I've joined the Facebook fan pages. I've updated and updated and updated the software. I've captured with it. I've owned it for about three years and used it at least twice a week in a live setting. So, I guess it's time I finally talk about it. Of course, it's pretty amazing, but I wouldn't call it perfect. Being a beta tester for at least three years has only proven that there is room for growth. On top of that, there have been new modelers that have come out since that do very similar things. But, does it really sound like the amp? Does it really sound like the drive pedal? What gear did it replace? How do I use it live? Can I run a vocal mic through it? Can I use two guitars through it at the same time? Why did Fender make a modeler? Why did Kemper make a smaller modeler? And soon, what in the world does that mean? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Barber on the Tweed Couch. Barber, my man, it has been so long since we have been together podcasting. Has it been like, what, a year or something? I, I think, yeah, about a year almost exactly, uh, which is crazy. Do you have more kids now than you had before? I do. I have I have 100% more kid than I did before. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, I have a, a little baby girl. Her <laughs> name is Cassie. She is everything. I bought her her first drum set. Uh, I'm, well, it's like a Fisher-Price drum set, but we're, we're pushing her towards the drums early. Okay. Much to my wife's chagrin, but we're going to go for it. What was the reason for going to the drums instead of the guitar? I mean, I need to, I need to start my band. So I'm the guitar player, obviously, so she can be the drummer, <laughs> and then we'll teach my wife bass, and we'll, uh, we'll go out as a trio. So in the amount of time in which you have decided to pump out kids, I don't know if that's the right terminology. We'll go with it, yeah. We'll go with it. Um, my son, who was 11 at the time, and technically still is, he got diabetes. Mm. And one of the things that we tried to do to kind of nurture creativity, because he was an athlete, he loved to do sports, and it's mm -hmm. not that he can't do it, but we got to get his blood sugar thing figured out, get his pancreas healed up mm -hmm. some. So I got him a bass. Nice. Smart man. And he plays bass with the church youth band. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. I know. I was shocked. Literally last week, he did not learn a song before they went up there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Eli, dude, okay, let me show you where some things are. And he's like, is this a D? And I'm like, no, that's an A. <laughs> and, you know, he went a few different places. And then they ran through the song and he looked at the chart and he did great. That's and I'm awesome. like, hold on. How is this? How did you just make that happen? Genetics. Good it must you. be genetics. Yeah. I told him, I was like, man, it's great to be around a GT kid. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you just get things quickly and then roll with it. And yep. you don't mind that people are watching you. So mm -hmm. anyway, the reason why we are here, we're, we're not here just to talk about our kids. No, nope, but I mean, not the worst thing, but yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll go big. Yeah, that's right. But we are here to talk about the quad cortex mm -hmm. because I have had my quad cortex since June of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I know I was part of like the first like beta testing group. Yeah, same. So how about you? 
Yeah, same. I so I I ordered. I didn't remember, but I ordered it in February of twenty one, and I got it. We got it right around the same time. Remember, you didn't you get like messed up in your order or something? And I think I got yeah. mine a little bit before yours. So yeah, so yeah, I, that's right. I, I think I got mine in like maybe May of of twenty one. I I think I don't remember now, but yeah, it was around that time. In that time. I know that I jumped right on board. Mm-hmm. It replaced my Kemper Stage, mm-hmm. which replaced my Kemper Rack, which replaced my Kemper Toaster, yeah, which replaced my Joyo American Sound mm-hmm. with an M13. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had this road, but I've now had it now for, gosh, like three years. Mm-hmm. And I use it a couple times a week. Yeah. But you were a little delayed. So why don't you tell the people, remind the people. Yes. First of all, what did you start with? Yeah. And then second of all, when did you start using it more? So I definitely started with a Kemper rack. And then I moved to the Mm -hmm. Kemper stage. And I got the quad cortex. And it was something like I got pretty quickly an acoustic setup that I liked. And I would actually use it every once in a while. There was even a couple of times when I used it as like a small acoustic event. And I literally plugged my microphone and my acoustic guitar into the, okay. and then I, and then I plugged that into the speakers. And that was like my, you know, my soundboard. It took me really like a year and a half to really start to find something that I liked. And a lot of it too was, I was also in a situation where I wasn't playing electric guitar a ton. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm a worship leader at a church. My main thing is I lead worship and play acoustic guitar. That's like finding reasons to dive into it and get it to the point where I I like it was few and far between. And then around that time, I had the opportunity to get a a really good deal on a used Helix. So that was maybe a year. Oh, yeah. That was around it. Because I think at one point, I think the last time we had a pie, we talked about it. I was mm-hmm. getting the Helix. I had the Kemper and I had the Quad Cortex. And it was sort of this like decision which one am i i'm gonna get rid of at least one possibly two you know and there's been movement on that and we'll talk about it but yeah so back to i'm in a place now where i'm playing electric guitar a little bit more than i was one of the electric guitar players at my church had moved on so every once in a while now maybe it maybe once a month twice a month or twice a weekend i should say i am playing electric guitar so i was using the kemper for a while i would use the helix over the past year maybe seven or eight months the kemper just frustrated me and i just felt like i was limited to what i could do you know there's the four like i would do like a you know performance or whatever it was called so one day i had an offer i put it up on reverb and i sold it because i just <laughs> wasn't happening anymore and I thought to myself, because I really started liking the, the Helix. Yeah. But the Helix is just as big. It's like a... It's I, pretty large. And I will only say that if people are like, what's the deal? Like you said you wanted it. Why did you want it? Mm-hmm. All that. That was our last podcast. Yeah. So that was last January. Yep. I think it was released on January 9th of 2023, which was the last time we talked. Yep. And we talked about it and I said, you know what? Maybe you just need to pick one up. Mm-hmm. And And you were like, should I get rid of the quad cortex? I'm like, maybe you should just let one of the other people use it. And you're Mm -hmm. like, "Ah, maybe I should. I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah. So the, the Helix I still have, and there's going to be a day where that might become like the churches, like, you know, okay. Or who the other electric guitar players just to have there. But right now I am using the quad cortex. I've used it pretty consistently for the past, I would say six months. I'm even to the point now where I run, 
because of the you know the stereo output i run left um as electric and right as acoustic and i have two presets and if i'm switching mm-hmm. between songs between instruments in a set i'll just i have a wireless pack and i just unplug it switch the preset and then it automatically switches to output too so now i'm using it for acoustic and electric pretty regularly yeah okay so that's probably a good thing for us to jump into is maybe some of the things that are like you know how do you use Mm -hmm. or how have you used it and you brought up one that i did last week on Ash Wednesday, because mm-hmm. I'm usually playing electric guitar. Yep. And generally what I end up doing is I put into input one, mm-hmm. my electric guitar, mm-hmm. and I put into input two, probably the piezo version mm-hmm. yeah. of something on my hollow body two mm-hmm. or my P22, because it's got electric and acoustic all mm-hmm. in it, or I guess technically magnetic and piezo yep. all in it. But I've got it set up, which, by the way, okay, this is a public service announcement (laughs) for all people, a PSA. And that is that when you're using something that is a piezo-driven pickup, if you want to keep all of the frequency, all of the highs and everything, you actually should try and change the impedance down to 10 meg. Mm -hmm. So it's default at 1 because that's usually what we do for electric. Yeah. But if you change it to 10 meg, it changes everything. And the cool thing about the quad cortex is it allows you to change the input impedance mm-hmm. just by doing like really like an iPhone. You just flip yeah. downward and it yeah. shows you all these menu options. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there it is. You press a little, yeah. little spot. I can't even say a button. You touch a screen in yeah. a spot mm-hmm. and it gives you a dial to yeah. say, yeah, what do you want it to be? So you so, use- anyway. Just your quad cortex. You don't use it. anything. Do you have a wireless? I forget. Do you still use a wireless unit? So I do use wireless. I, I, there's a few things I use uh-huh. in all of this. But first, I want to I talk about this thing from Ash Wednesday. Okay, okay. And that is that what I decided to do, because we don't play at the front of the church mm-hmm. for Ash Wednesday. We play at the back of the church in the choir loft. And mm-hmm. a big reason why is because we are a mixed bag type of church Mm. where we have a traditional service Mm -hmm. and we have our modern worship type of service. We stopped calling it contemporary because contemporary could mean anything. Yep. Agreed. And so we changed it to modern. So Mm. it's like just whatever's kind of going right now with music-y type things and order, that's what we're doing. Mm. And in this, when we do our Ash Wednesday service, well, we've got traditional people and we've got modern people. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Let's do it all. And handbells play at it mm-hmm. and the organ plays at it cool. and the choir sings at it. So it's it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we aren't able to use our in-ear monitors. We aren't able to do all these different things. So I took <laughs> my TurboSound M10, which is a, a powered monitor, mm-hmm. and I stuck that right next to my mic. And I ran the mic cable into the quad cortex. Mm. And then out one of the outputs into my monitor, and I also sent it out another output to go to the board. Smart. And then I took my guitar, and I ran it into an input, and then I ran it out of an output, which Mm -hmm. fed my monitor, and then I also ran it out another output, which fed the board. So now I had my own, like, here's my voice, and here's my guitar, and it's as loud as I want it to be, and then I mixed it according to what I was hearing from the main speakers. That's cool. And at this moment, I went, this is the greatest setup ever. And that's 
I, I think that's a testament to how powerful and how versatile quad cortex is like that it the sky yeah. is the limit not to be a salesman for the quad cortex but um that's impressive you know we had a rocky past with the quad cortex because we were beta testers yeah oh I, and i think that's something that people don't realize that even people that bought the quad cortex even around the time we did like yes we yeah. were we were free beta testers yep but at the same time there's been a lot of great things that has happened with it mm -hmm. since then. Uh, we'll talk about the editor in a little while. Yep, we'll yep. talk about, you know, some of the tones that have shown up mm -hmm. and uh, things that have come from like worship tutorials or tone junkie mm -hmm. or whatever. Yep. And a lot of these things that have come have really helped it along. Yeah. That said, I don't know that I changed much since I first got it no. because it really was good right when I first got it. Mm -hmm. Now, how do I usually use it? Usually, and this is goes back to what you were talking about, which is like, well, do you just use the quad cortex? Yeah. Well, it's not, not really. I plug my electric guitar into a volume wah mm -hmm. because I like to have volume and I like to have wah, but I never drop my volume while I'm using my wah. So it might as well just be the same thing. Mm. I've got that going into there my guitar going into the volume wah, and then that goes into input one. Mm -hmm. And then I use all the stuff inside the quad cortex and then out output one mm. and it goes to the board. And then for input two, usually what that is, is it's a different volume pedal, which gets the piezo side okay. of a guitar, or it might end up getting another guitar completely that maybe is drop tuned mm -hmm. or something like that, that goes into input to another area in that scene somewhere. And then it goes out output two to the board. Nice. So it's, it's nothing too crazy. And as far as wireless, yes, I do use wireless as well. So I forgot about that. So yes, it's the wireless into the volume wah into the quad cortex straight to the board. Are you still using your line six? I am. I use the G50, the G90, the G30. I, I use all three of them depending on, on the scenario. I have officially switched to Sure. Really? Are, are you using the Plus? Yes. So I have I have two. Okay. I have a Plus and then I have I have a I literally bought the Sure the whatever the 16 GLDX like weeks before they discontinued it. And then there was okay. for a while you couldn't buy one. I remember because you actually complained about this. You were uh, like, the GLXD is amazing. Yeah. Why would you get rid of them? Yeah. And then I think it was like five months later, all of a sudden they came out the plus. And yeah. I'm like, ah, that's why. Yeah. They were redoing it. it. It's similar. There's actually a, a dedicated extra input. So if you needed to like bypass, you know, your wireless wasn't working, you can plug your guitar directly into it. So, I, so there's some stuff that's, there is a plus yeah. to it, but yeah. But anyway, so I, I own both. For my quad cortex, how I quad cortex is I have the wireless into okay. input one. And okay. then right now, and I'm, again, I just settled on kind of a new setup. And I just sent you a picture the other day. And I've kind of gone through variations over the past couple of months to kind of tone in what I have. But right now I'm going out of the wireless into a volume pedal into okay. a, a for a long time it was a tube screamer and then actually for a hot minute it was uh jackson audio's optimist pedal which that's a okay i would highly i know you're not a pedal guy much anymore but it is a 
great pedal. Um, it's Corey Wong's signature pedal. It's yep. we, We'll talk about that some other time. Those uh, are actually built really close to where I live. I thought that, yeah. It's it's yep. great. I, I love it. It's a, you know, it's a kind of a Klon circuit and an 808 circuit. Um, and then there's a dedicated, like, three-band EQ that you can turn off and on when you stomp on both pedals at the same time. It's, it's a great... Ooh, that's cool. So I was using that for a while. And then I have a Morning Glory, a JHS Morning Glory that I really like. But the form factor of, it's called the double barrel. So it's a Morning Glory and a yeah. Moonshine in one pedal. And then that goes okay. into the quad cortex. And then in my effects loop, I have okay. a JHS Panther Cub, which is if you've, you've I've probably talked about almost every podcast yep. I've ever is how every much single one, man. How much I love <laughs> it is. It, I, at one point, I had the original JHS Panther, which was massive. It's twice the size, more than twice the size it is now. And I remember Lloyd saying to me, like, that's your signature sound. Like, there's something about that pedal, like, the, yeah. the, the, the richness of the analog delay and the, and the modulation. There's just something about mm -hmm. it that is, it is my favorite pedal, and I will always own one. So that is in my effects loop, and it's, it's just to have, and, and I like it, and I yep. just I feel comfortable with it. It's almost like a safety blanket for me at this point. Yeah. And then as of Monday, I will also have on it a disaster area micro clock, which is just a, a, oh, a yeah. MIDI, MIDI tap tempo that I'm going to be yep. able to sync the Panther Cub and my quad cortex so that it's just one button that I'm tapping for both. Okay, so yeah. he, quick follow-up then to this is the double barrel. Mm -hmm. Is the reason why you use the double barrel because you either A, cannot capture it very well in the quad cortex, or B, is it because it just sounds that good in comparison to anything you can find in the quad cortex? I, I could probably capture it and it would be fine, honestly. I think again, it's a it's a safety thing for a little bit, but two, I like having the extra space of, I like to use a lot of like, time based and modulation effects. So, I'm mm -hmm. I tried to do the scenes or the you know the preset like the different the scenes where your pedal A you know is is your medium high gain like yeah. I've tried that and I don't I don't enjoy that. I'm someone that when I have my ability to do it, I like to be able to control all my pedals. So, oh, right, sure. so part of it is also I could capture it, but then that frees me up to two pedal slots on the quad cortex for more. Yep. So that's that's for now at least that's part of it. I could see me, you know, as I continue to hone in what I'm trying to do sonically, it could go away. But yep. that's where I'm at right now. And I'm I'm currently using a this is kind of a product placement, not that I'm making any money from them, but I like them, is a uh temple audio board. Yeah, I used to be a uh, pedal train guy, but I'm I'm intrigued. They frustrate me because you, it's like a it's a puzzle, and it's like a. <laughs> but I really Temple Audio makes good quality stuff, and I yeah. so it's on a Temple Temple Audio board right now. So it's a Duo Seventeen. So it's like an eighteen by thirteen inch, you know, smaller board. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with my setup. the The micro clock is going to be big. As soon as I have that, I'll be really comfortable. Yeah. So with your Temple audio board, just to do a, a quick little like off mm -hmm. shoot of this, do you also do all the like 
extra things where like there are XLR cables, like plugs on the sides and like IEC plugs. Yeah, so and- I have, a, there's called a micro mod for power. And then I had one of their modules, which was, you know, something that you stick in the side and you can do like through direct boxes. So there's a couple of different things that you can get. But what I did was they make a, it's like a three, you can insert your own like D style punch, you know, yeah. connectors. So I have two XLRs. So it's an XLR to XLR and then one quarter inch that I have. And that's, so yeah, so I'm definitely using that. And I just, just bought another connector set to add more. So eventually like I can put on the side of my board, like a place to like a USB charger because the, uh, the shore pedals are, are rechargeable. The, the wireless. Oh, sure. Yeah. So just stuff like that. So yeah, so I am using that stuff. Sure. Yeah. And then in case you ever want to like charge your phone mm-hmm. or your iPad yep. or hand warmers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we do play, I do play, we do a, at my church, we do a, um, a parking lot tree lighting every year and it gets cold. So the hand warmers thing might be, uh, you're in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean the past, That's... past three years, it hasn't been that bad, but I mean like in the thirties. Yeah. yeah. And again, okay. Another little side shoot to this is about two months ago, we were playing at church and for whatever reason, the heater wasn't coming on. And I understand Ugh. people are like, oh, in Texas, come on, that's <laughs> stupid. But it was literally 12 degrees outside. Mm. It was that freaky deaky, like, yep. here's the one week in which we're going to get ice kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I played with fingerless gloves. Because mm. yep. it was so cold. So cold. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, and then back to back to the board for a second. I just discovered, and I don't know how I stumbled upon them, but I'm trying to keep my board as small as possible. I think the first picture I showed you yeah. was like a 24 inch board, and that was so I'm, I was trying really hard to keep it um, mm-hmm. at the 17, and I was having trouble. Like I put my 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 quad cortex is set back, and then the two pedals I told you about are in front, and I was running into issues of being able to get to the pedals. I found on Etsy, I think this guy named Mod Boards that digitally prints from like I guess he has a, a like a 3D printer risers for them so it rise so that my oh, my yeah. quad cortex is on like a th- a 3 quarter inch riser sitting behind it so I can get to it and it works great I mean they're like hard plastic oh, that's cool but I really that was like a real game changer cuz I was really just trying to keep the board as small profile as possible with having everything I wanted and with those it's it's perfect it, they they work great that's awesome that's fantastic yep All right, so to go back to the quad cortex, Mm -hmm. first of all, I talked about what I had replacing. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I wanted to be able to do was to be able to have an electric guitar set up as well as my acoustic guitar set up and then also have something that I could run my electric slash piezo, which I run like an acoustic, all together. And the thing was is I was always having to bring a couple of pedal boards Mm -hmm. and the quad cortex gave me one. Yeah. So tell me about your replacing, because you talked about how you had the Kemper, yeah, and you had the Helix, mm-hmm. but really, what's the replacing that's truly yeah, going on? That's true. And so I, I'm, so I was, I was really replacing a Kemper. After a while, it was just a Kemper. I did have it on a board, but that was just too much. And then having a separate out, separate plug for a wireless unit. And then an acoustic, I have this little acoustic board. I still have it. I just, it, it kind of the church, anyone who else, like an auxiliary acoustic guitar player, use it. I have the LR Bags Venue DI. So it has, um, you know, like an active EQ and it's an acoustic 
pedal has a mute button and a like a boost button that and then a wireless pedal on a like um one of those pedal train metros with a power okay. supply under it so really yeah I'm, i was replacing two boards that's amazing so how do you currently use it then so you talked about all the different pedals but that sounded like an electric guitar board yeah yeah do you play your acoustic through it at all i do and again it's more and more for for as again i'm getting back into playing electric guitar more i'm finding myself just wanting to use my quad cortex so i do have an acoustic preset that I really like, mm-hmm. you know, it has a good preamp. Um, it has, uh, it has all the, th- I think, I think I have like a delay in there just if I'm ever playing by myself, some extra reverb, yep. like a shimmer reverb. So yeah, so I, I do have a good acoustic preset that is just its own thing. So my electric guitar comes out of output one, my acoustic guitar goes out output two. And then when I switch the presets, it's just, you know, turn my, wireless off unplug and then plug in my acoustic guitar so there's just one board and just switching back the guitars back and forth yeah you have two sure glxd16s mm-hmm. the plus and the regular do the transmitters work together like are they the same transmitter yeah i could if i wanted to and i don't i could sync them to work on one receiver yeah Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just curious because you talked about unplugging and I'm like, well, I don't know why the transmitter would be different. Mm-hmm. I get that the, the actual unit's different. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm in this place. I play my acoustic guitar um, real hard sometimes at church and I break strings a lot. I'm just in a season of breaking strings. I don't know why. So, okay. so sometimes too, it's just, it's nicer to, I just, I strap the wireless pack on my belt and if I ever need to switch a guitar quickly it's not a big deal so yeah i could i could do exactly what you're talking about having multiple but i just i have it to me it doesn't take that much more effort to because even i mean i some i also have a volume pedal i'm i live and die by the volume pedal so i wouldn't even have to turn off my wireless if i wanted to i could just bring the volume pedal down unplug and plug back in so i don't mind that yeah so this is probably a good time for us to take a break. Yes. And when after we get done hearing from the sponsors, this is what we're going to get into. We are going to get into favorite pedals mm-hmm. and captures inside of the Quad Cortex. Mm-hmm. Maybe some things with some IRs. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to briefly talk about like the Kemper pedal thing that they just came out. Yeah. They have this new like player pedal. Real briefly talk about that. And also the Fender Tone Master Pro. And, you know, I don't want any opinions yet. We're going to talk about this after a word from our sponsors. Sounds good. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Here's another sponsor. Are you wanting to join a party with a purpose? If you love music and camping, then come to LifeFest in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I'll see you there. Here's our last sponsor. Since 2003, the Kretzman Guitar Company has been repairing and building guitars. In 2021, Kretzman started a production of a solid body electric guitar for anyone student to expert. You can check them out at kretzmanguitars.com. All right, well, we are back, and it is time for us to talk a little bit about some favorite pedals or captures that we have found in the Quad Cortex. And one of my favorite things that I love in my Quad Cortex is I love 
the polycapo styled thing, mm. which I think they call it the pitch shifter. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think it's the polycapo on the line six stuff. And, you know, I, I love it for going down like a half step. Mm. Okay. But I hate it when I'm playing acoustic. I mean, that makes sense. That's interesting because I was there's this <laughs> yeah. this weekend at my church. There's a week that I'm, we're doing a couple of songs in B flat, and I'm like, man, it'd be really nice if I could just. And I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I was hesitant. I just it didn't have the time to really fuss with it. But I might have to. Uh, throw it, in it, it's just you know going down negative one semitone, mm-hmm. and it works great, except acoustic. And the yeah. reason why I say that is because some of the congregation or some of the audience is going to hear it in what you're playing. Oh, but yeah. then the speakers <laughs> yeah. are going to be hearing it in a different one. And that bothers me. And and depending on which semi hollow body I might use, mm-hmm. I might choose not to use that, that poly capo type thing. Their their pitch shifter, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's yeah, no, I haven't really played with that. I do enjoy, I just, I just put on the, I forget what it's called, but it's the pog, essentially the pog, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I uh, pretty convincing. Uh, that was when, I, and oh, really? I don't. And again, I remember trying it when we first got it because I, I owned a Pog for a minute, and I really enjoyed the concept of a Pog, and wanted to be a Pog guy, and then I just might couldn't, yeah. so I sold it. So like the thought of anytime I see that opportunity, I'm like, oh yes, this is my time. Uh, so um, I just have it as something that kind of has that nice high and low kind of shimmer that just comes under it. And uh, I have a, I, yeah. so, so I've used it a couple of times in like some more texture building, you know, auxiliary stuff. Um, so yeah, I have enjoyed that. That's a newer discovery though. Okay. Well, when we're talking about modulation, I really like their Trimlo mm-hmm. that they name Trimlo. That's yeah, it's a good name for it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that. I love that. It's a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cool things that, that are in it, but I always make sure it's set to the same delay time. Mm. So it really is always fluttering with the delay. Yeah. And it's and, and if I don't want it to flutter with the delay, if I want it to flutter like twice as fast or mm-hmm. something like that, well then I'll just double tap. And yes, that means the delay is a little out, but the flutter is exactly yeah. what it's supposed to be. So I like the tremolo. I always put, have the tremolo. I even have the tremolo for some of my acoustic stuff. Yeah. I don't know why I want it, but sometimes I want it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, when you talked about adding a little bit of delay, yeah. I always have a little bit of delay and a little bit of reverb uh, with my acoustic. Yeah. And it's because it just makes it sound a little bit fuller and it also having that little bit of reverb just gives it a little bit more of that i don't know orchestra mm-hmm. type of yeah. a feel to it and it's not a whole lot Mm-mm. like literally you would have to like solo it in mm-hmm. order to actually hear it but it is enough that it fills some of those gaps mm-hmm. no i do like their shimmer the shimmer i guess it's reverb i actually have that on mm-hmm. most of my and I have it on one scene that I have. I'm kind of working with two different scenes right now that I'm kind of, okay. for electric guitar specifically, my acoustic is sort of, it is what it is. But the shimmer, I have it kind of this, like, it's it's a very delayed reaction. And I don't know exactly what, I don't remember how I, you know, what settings I have exactly, but I just really enjoy it. There's this one song that we do a lot called I Speak Jesus. It's a, it's a really great song. 
and playing just the lead line with the shimmer it just it uh, it gets me it like gives me chills and i'm playing it which is very self-aggrandizing but whatever um every time i play it Yes, but at the same time, there is one issue that I always have as being a worship leader Mm -hmm. is I never feel like I truly get fed Mm -hmm. leading worship. And a big reason why is because it's still work. Mm -hmm. You're doing something. You're busy facilitating. That's like saying, Pastor, did you get a whole lot out of your sermon while you were preaching it? Uh, No. But... That's the beauty of music, yeah. is that there are things in music that even though you practiced it a million times, and you've done it a hundred times in front of people, occasionally that moment is special mm-hmm. and you find yourself worshiping along with yeah. the people. No, I agree. And that, yeah, that's fair. No, I get that. And that is not all the time. Mm-hmm. That is actually more rare than anything else. Mm-hmm. And, but when it happens... It's nice, and it's nice to know that it's almost like the Holy Spirit. It comes through tone. Yeah. You know, it comes through that movement into... Yeah, yeah. The Holy um, Spirit is a shimmer reverb. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. With a, <laughs> with a little bit of flutter Oh, 100%. And yeah. and, a just a, and just a slight overdrive. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of overdrive, mm-hmm. I like their myth drive, which is supposed to be their a clon. A clon. Uh, it's probably my, mm-hmm. that and their, their 808, which I think is called the green, what is it called? The green 808. And yes. that was what I was going to say. I like that one a lot as mm-hmm. well. So those are my two go-tos yep. that I usually jump mm-hmm. towards. Mm-hmm. Now, have you done any capturing? No, I just, okay. Not yet. I happen to have my brother's TS10 pedal. And I went, man, he really should have this thing back. Maybe I should capture it. Yep. So I did. And I, you know, did a bunch of different little settings because, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it with a low gain that I really mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Now I'm going to do it with a medium gain that I really like. Now I'm going to do it real heavy that I like. And between all of those, I that's the one thing with a quad cortex is I look at the drives and I play with them and I find myself going, how much is it like the actual drive mm. as I start making like changes and yeah. turns to some extent it's close Yeah. to other extent it's not. But then at the same time I could have that pedal on my board mm-hmm. and I could not achieve certain tones yeah. that I could get in the quad cortex that I like better. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go, okay, analog versus digital circuitry, mimicry, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call yeah. it. Sure. All of that. But I did that one. I also did my King of Tone mm-hmm. by Analog Man. And that thing, super cool pedal, really dug it and went, it belongs in the quad cortex. Mm-hmm. So I did some stuff with that. And then, of course, my Burninator. Which I have. I, I have that. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things I have saved to my board. And I have it. I've used it. I think it's at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's heavier. It's a mm. rat. I mean, but it's just, yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. No. Enjoy those a lot. And it's real easy to do. Yep. Totally easy to do. You should do it. Yeah. It'd no, I probably, I, and again, I, I like my morning glory. Like I, so I have a morning mm-hmm. glory, but then I also have the double barrel. That is the morning glory circuit. And there are a few tones that I really do like, like, you know, where I'm really, yeah. really low gain and high volume and, and being able to take that capture it and then kind of re 
amp it, not really, but to get yeah. some, that better volume is probably something that'd be interesting. Yeah. So when it comes to amps, do you use the ones that are actually on the quad cortex or did you grab some captures from somebody? Both. I have, I, I really like the, some of the AC, AC. I think there's an AC 30 on there that I use a lot. That's a, that's a preset, but um, yeah. I have, let's see, there's a couple. I have um, Tone Junkie did a, it was like a 65 AC 100 that I mm -hmm. like. And then uh, Worship Tutorials, I think is it, I have to actually look it up because they have a two rock. That's what it is. Two rock uh, signature series that I like yeah. a lot. That I really like, and I, and I think that, that uh, Worship Tutorials does a good job. So I have some of their stuff too. Yeah, I ended up grabbing a few things here and there, and ultimately I was always gauging it. You know you know how it is. You're A, being between things you already have, mm -hmm. and I picked up a bunch of the worship tutorial stuff, and I was like, eh, it's all right. Mm -hmm. eh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Compared to what I already had. Yeah. And I grabbed some tone junky stuff, and I was like, eh, it's all right compared to what I have. But at the same time, I'm constantly grabbing, mm -hmm. going, well, something could get taken off the board. I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. And the two that I probably use the most, one is mine. I actually took my Marshall and I ran it through the the Greenbacks and I put a, uh, a Sennheiser 906 mm. and I also put my Techzone Audio X3 on it and just kind of got a sound that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And that one, I was like, okay. Everything's real good. This is this is the sound that I really want. But occasionally, I will grab this one, and I'm I, you should write this one down because I think you will really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And what it is is it says USA sixty four Showman, all one word, mm. and then it's space, and it'll be NML for normal, and then CLN for clean. And mm. it's by a guy by the name of Corey with a C, Corey Heron. And that guy has this, the showman and I grabbed it mm -hmm. and I'll use it with a bunch of my Gibson guitars. Nice. That's Cause cool. it just sounds huge. Mm -hmm. And then of course, then I run drive over it. Yeah. yeah and it, and it sounds real good. Now that said, I will add also to it that I put an IR on everything. Mm -hmm. So they may have, Oh yeah, it's already been mic'd up. It's already been done. Oh, this sounds great. And then I throw an IR at the end. Mm. So it's another speaker on top of the coloring of what the speaker already yeah, did. I think that's smart. I do that too. And the biggest reason why is that I know what the IR is supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. So I'll listen to something and I'll be like, yeah, it sounds good. And then I'll throw that IR on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's the highs back. There's this. Okay, now yeah, we're good. That makes sense. And honestly, if I were to spend hours with it, I'm willing to bet it would be fine without the IR. I'm sure. But that's just a cheat code. It's a cheat code. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's what that's it is. And, and for me, the cheat codes are his lop. Mm -hmm. He has some, and he's part of Bethel Music. I yeah, think that's right. Yeah, and he has a, a blue and a green Celestian speaker from his like two twelve cab, mm -hmm. and it's it's great. It's I everything I, I like it to be. It's like a fifty seven four inches away. That's the one I always seem to gravitate towards. Yeah, that's so, I'll have to check uh, them out because I don't have I, I have some IRs that I like are fine, but like or that I like, but I'm not I'm not like super. Yeah, I don't have like the super attachment to them. So I I like that you do. That's cool. Now, you mentioned that 
when you play acoustic, you use like this other one, like this, like a, a preamp or something that you found. So I found a preset. I think it actually is a, it's a, Corey Wong had an acoustic guitar preset. I like Corey Wong a lot. He's not the kind of music that I yeah. necessarily play, but I just, I really respect him, his mind. So I took some of his, he In has his like, ear. yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. He's just, I, you know, I listened to his podcast, shout out to, to his podcast. I took that and I kind yeah. of, I copied it and made it. So some of his, like the preempt that he has, that he, you know, that I, is stock. Everything I think is stock on my, my acoustic preset, but yeah. it's just, it, it started from his preset that he made. He, you know, he has a partnership with Neural. So he just made a bunch of presets that are really simple, but are, are pretty effective. So I, I started with that and I kind of added it to my, for my own needs. Yeah, you know, that brings up a, a saying that we used to have on the road quite a bit. And I know you adopted the saying as well mm -hmm. when you were on the road. And that was, you borrow from the best and you make up the rest. Amen, brother. Yep. And that's a perfect example. Taking someone's preset and then changing it all around to make it your own, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't mean that that DNA and that foundation isn't there. Yep. It's just that you are doing your own thing with it. Yep. And for anybody who's like, well, that's wrong. I'm going to find my own tone. Let me go get a Marshall half stack. Well, what inspired you to go grab a Marshall half stack? Yeah. Oh, what do you know? You borrowed from the best and made yep. up the rest. No, 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 no. I'm going to do this different with my Les Paul. <laughs> that's funny. Really? You know, that's a signature guitar. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, and uh, just a follow up tangent is, Thinking, I just thought of this Corey Wong. He's so he's out on tour right now, and I think if either it was either Wolfpack's Reddit thread, which is a band that he's in, or the Quad Cortex one, that someone snapped a picture of his board because he uses a Quad Cortex on stage. He still uses amps, but okay. he use I think he uses it. He has stuff that goes to his amps, and then stuff that goes direct to the house. And somebody had said that he they think that he's using like a beta tested version of his archetype so they have those oh. plugins and which is something that's supposed to be coming you know soon as the the neural heads yeah oh yeah yeah but that, yeah. that he might kind of like be, the editor yeah, yeah exactly yeah so he might be <laughs> using his cory wong archetype as like a beta test and it looked like it i mean that's it kind of there was some icons that didn't make sense i'll see if i can find the picture i'll send it to you so that okay. means that that's something they're actually working on and not just saying they're working on it so what i end up doing with my uh, my acoustic or my mandolin or really any time that I'm trying to get a nice clean mm -hmm. preamp to get me a little bit more boost, but also want to be able to mm -hmm. tweak with a, a parametric EQ. There was a guy by the name of Bartok. Mm -hmm. So B-A-R-T-O-K. Mm -hmm. And he's on quad cortex stuff and he did his Avalon U5 preamp. Mm -hmm. I use that all the time with my acoustic. Mm -hmm. cool. And really what it is, is it's not that it made my acoustic sound that much better. It's just that whenever I decide to add a little bit of bass or drop some bass mm -hmm. or add some treble or get some more gain or whatever, it does a great job of retaining all the tone mm. and just giving me what I wanted out of the actual acoustic. Yeah. And so I'll use that a lot, but I also use another IR with it. And with my acoustic... I generally don't deal with the IRs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fine the way it is. But with my piezo pickup in my hollow body two or yeah. my P22 or my SG Supra, it needs some help 
to sound more acoustic-y. And mm. so I use Sigma Audio. They mm. have one that's called the Martin 45. Yeah. And so that's what I use. I use uh, a couple of those. And they're actually quite good at making it sound really good, especially if you change the input to mm. 10 meg, as mentioned before. Yeah. And and it, it actually sounds real good. That's cool. Nice. So to change the subject mm-hmm. real quick, this is going to be kind of our, our lightning round of a few things. But real quick, I don't want to talk smack about anyone's favorite modeler. Mm. But true or false, the new Fender Tone Master Pro modeler is an abomination <laughs> and is a discredit to the Fender amplifier name. And for $1,700, it's simply okay at best. Survey says that is true. I um correct answer. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> I I have I maybe watched two videos about it. I've never played it. Yep. That's another thing. I don't think you have either, right? I have not. And I don't think I will look to. I was very unimpressed, and I just think that it's just give me a tone X before that. I mean, that's just uh, yeah. So here's where my issue is: is that I desperately wanted to like it because you know me. I love me some modelers. Mm-hmm. So, I watched Anderton's, I watched Retchel, I watched yeah. Alamo Music and Premier Guitar and RJ Rakilio and... So, you've done more research than I have. That's impressive. I did yeah. all these things. And actually, even like Mary Spender, who said, oh, this yeah. has now changed it forever. And I've watched Fender. Mm-hmm. And none of them sounded great. Mm-mm. They sounded like modelers from 15 to 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I did also listen to Peter Thorne mm-hmm. and Shane from In Blues Music. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's the lefty, he's a Southpaw like you. I love that about that him, guy. yep. And I listened to them and they actually made that thing sound good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably more of a testament to the people who actually yeah. uh, are playing it than it is to the actual modeler. Because when your own manufacturer can't make it sound good, mm-hmm. that's a real problem. Yeah, because, I mean, if you remember the early days of the quad cortex, I mean, even some of, like, because I think some of neural DSP's clientele is a little bit heavier than we are. So there, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of their, like, preview stuff was, like, heavier stuff. But I was like, that does sound real. You know, not yeah. my cup of tea, but real. Yeah. And the Fender stuff does not sound overly real to me. No, their heavier stuff, oddly enough, does sound more real. And it's mm. probably because it's easier to make heavier stuff sound yeah. real because no, it's usually a little more processed with it. But that said, even though you would say this thing just, it, it sounded okay at best, at the same time, I think it still serves the purpose mm-hmm. of each one of those people. Because after all, like a gear shop, Anderton's, Almo Music, mm-hmm. Fender, those people, the whole point was to make sales and decrease the chance of return mm-hmm. because returns cost them money. Yep. They want to offer it because they want to sell it. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't sound great, nobody's going to buy it. And then now they don't have the return. But if someone goes, man, that's exactly what I want, it's less chance that they're going to return it, and they made their sale. Mm. So I get that. The YouTubers, I get it because they're trying to get their impressions. They're yeah. trying to get their likes. They're trying to get subject and content, mm-hmm. and you know they might be struggling for that. So sure, I get it's filling that purpose, that niche. The singer-songwriter, like Mary Spender, mm-hmm. right? 
it's an easy setup. Yeah. It has passable tones. Mm-hmm. Her her playing is very good. Mm-hmm. Her voice is very good. You put the two together and you get her and yeah. her tone. And this works for her. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It would not work for me based off of what I heard. But as you said, never touched it. Yep. No. And again, I'm so, more of a I'm a more of a British amp man anyway, so that's fine. That's very true. That's very true. So speaking of that, there is one more real quick we should go into, and that is the Kemper Player Stomp Box. Yeah. Because we're Kemper guys. As we mentioned before, I started with a toaster, I went to a rack, mm-hmm. I went to a stage, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I look at this Kemper Player Stomp Box and I go, Hey, you made something about the size of an HX stomp. Yeah. Good for you. Now, my question to you is, would you get it? Three years ago, yeah. Three years ago, I was clamoring for something like that. But yeah. I, I don't, the quad cortex says that. It's it's more than that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had an HX stomp a while ago. I mean, we talked about it, and I just, I never gelled with it. And I don't know why, and I think that, like, if that would have come out, I would have jumped on it because I, I yeah. b- before the quad cortex and before my adoption to it, I don't think I'd ever buy one. Um, it would be fun to play, fun to you know see. If I ever got to the point where yeah. like maybe in like three to five years when I'm like, oh, it's time to get, it's time to whip out the pedals again, you know, and I want to I want to play through yeah. real pedals. I could see that being like my amp, and then you know like what what the iridium is with some extra you know stuff. But you oh, know, because yeah. I own an iridium still too. I forget about that because I, I just forgot it, I did an iridium as well. Yeah. 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 I use that at my church right now. I have one guitar player. He's an older guy that has some like boss old pedal board. And that's just what he feels comfortable with right now. So we put it into the iridium and it sounds a lot better. But anyway, that's a tangent. I think it's good for them. They did that. But I have moved on and it it pains me to say it. But I I don't have a need for something like that right now. Yeah. Really what it comes down to for me is I have an HX stomp. Yeah. And I use it as a small little pedal platform to stick in front of an amp. Yeah. It also is my backup whenever something dies. Yeah. Cuz in a pinch it works. It works just fine. I don't know that I would want the Kemper player stomp box. And mm-hmm. the reason why Mostly is because I remember a conversation that you and I had about the Kemper. And the conversation that we had was that a Kemper is kind of like playing with a PC. Mm-hmm. And the quad cortex is like playing with an Apple. Yep. And the Apple is everything's touch sensitive mm-hmm. and it's it's user interface. And you, you go, all right, what do I need to do? Okay, everything's running slow. How about I quit programs? Mm-hmm. And how about I do that? Everything makes so much sense. Yep. And then you go to the Windows machine and you may have grown up on it and you may really enjoy it. And to you, it's just that comfortable piece of kit. Yeah. But at the same time, it is more cumbersome to get around and do things. Mm-hmm. And that's what that little Kemper box is, is it's become even more cumbersome to go mm-hmm. around unless you use their editor. Yeah. When they're, and their editor isn't terrible. No. I would say I like the editor on the Quad Cortex more. 
So that probably brings us to the Quad Cortexes editor. Yes. And then that'll take us to final thoughts after that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest, I have not spent a ton of time with yeah. the editor because it's so easy to edit stuff on the actual machine. I find there's there's certain situations like when I am, if I'm playing electric guitar at church, I'm still technically like leading the team. I'm nurturing people along and making sure we're all on the same page. Not nurturing people around. We don't need nurturing, but you know what I mean. So it's a little bit easier to set that up on a stand and just kind of mess with it instead of bending over. So I can like be talking to people. So that's when I've used it where it's just, it's one yeah. less, it's, it's right there. It's in my face. I mean, again, I would love it if it was an iPad app and it was wireless because I have an iPad mounted to my yep. mic stand and then I could just do it there. I mean, that's in the pipeline. I'm not sure. You know, everything's in the pipeline soon, soon, right? Yeah, You saw the NAM that that's just, that was their thing was just soon. Yeah. Which is just no, nothing like spending about 30 grand on a booth. And again, this probably doesn't make the podcast, <laughs> but it's fine. You wouldn't do that for just another plugin, right? No, you would not. Nope. It does not make sense. Or it's so that people talk about it. I'm trying to get $30,000 worth yeah. of advertising by putting soon. Oh, well, what's in it? I don't know what's in it. How about you tell us by causing some sort of yep. a thing where you're going to talk about all the stuff yep. and then we go, okay, what's yep. important to them is. Yep. No, that's fair. That's fair. And the and, and now the, it's here yep. soon. Yep. The editor, the iPad, wireless iPad editor would be big for me. I would like that a lot. But yeah, no, I, I don't hate the editor. I think it, when I first started using it, it was a little glitchy. Like at one point it just stopped working and then I said that, you know, unplug and replug everything and it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And again, how long did it take the quad cortex editor to come out versus the Kemper editor? I mean, yeah, yeah. right. True. And, and I will add this to it is that the fact is, is that you have trained everyone how to just use the pedal. Mm-hmm. Then you gave them an editor. And the editor was okay, so people just were like, I'll I'll mess with the pedal. Yeah, yeah. Just like with the Kemper. Now, with the Kemper, they came out with theirs, and because the pedal was so hard to mess with, Mm -hmm. they went, yay, and everybody rejoiced. But I think you and I both can agree, Line 6 nailed it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And their editor has always been on point in comparison to the others. Yep, no, I 100% agree. And again, and I think what would make the Quad Cortex editor more viable is if it is something that is on a touchscreen like an iPad and yeah. it's wireless, then it's it's something that it's just, oh, it's quick changes, you know. And, 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 and Even if it was a mirror yeah. of what was on there, you know, literally you're just pulling it down, uh, touching would, a button. That yeah. would be great. I would be so on board with that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and like, maybe just down at the bottom, it just told you what you did. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm making changes up here and then it just is reflected down. At, uh, you know what? We'll we'll go there. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to them. We'll get in their think tank. Yep. I like that. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, all that to say, that probably brings us to final thoughts. Mm-hmm. And in final thoughts, I'm going to just start a little bit of something and then I'm going to finish up. Okay. So the, the start of things... And then, then I'll let you jump in. Is overall, the modelers are getting better and better. Yeah. And they are sounding so much more like a mic'd amplifier, and they're sounding so much more like a um, a big sound that you would have gotten in the mm-hmm. '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, you know, or the arena or whatever. 
it doesn't replace an amplifier. No. It doesn't sound right in the room, but it sure does sound right through a PA system and through my Mm in-ears. I will start my final thoughts by saying I look at what the Quad Cortex is doing and the fact that it is so easy to use. Yep. It's so easy to toss things in. It's so easy to move things around and do things. It doesn't replace an amp. When I practice, I practice with an amp. But when I play live in a setting in which I know they're going to be screaming about how loud I am, mm-hmm. that quad cortex works without a problem. What do you have to add to this? I agree with you. And I think the, a good testament to that is I think on Elevation Worship's latest tour, I think I forget his last name is Edwards. I forget. He goes by E. Edwards on Instagram. So he's one of the guitar players from, and he uses a quad cortex. And I think in some places it's just direct. Sometimes he does go through amps. But I think that like as big of a machine as Elevation Worship is, that could do whatever they wanted with the money that they have, but he chooses mm-hmm. to use that. I think that that is a testament to, yeah, I think that we're in, we're in a place where it's becoming good enough to be passable. And I'll never forget the first time I heard a Kemper. I was, was at Virginia beach maybe. And one of the, uh, Bread yeah. Bread of stone, I think. Yep. I remember them. Yep. They had like a $150,000 system that yep. they toured around with. And I remember hearing them. I heard them the year before and knowing what they sound like. And then the next year, they sounded exactly the same. And I said, oh, what amps did you guys bring? Or, you know, we're having like, and they're like, oh, we don't have amps. And uh, sure enough, went back, didn't believe them or, you know, whatever. And went back, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing back. <laughs> Liars. There. Yeah, because they would run their amps <laughs> backstage, you know. I think one of them had like a yeah. reason. And, and again, they were using Kempers. So I think that, yeah, I think we're getting to the point where it is passable. It's not an amp, but it is, it makes me able to do things that I wouldn't be able to do and get sounds yeah. that I wouldn't be able to do at the church I work at or at the, you know, yeah. at the event that we play at because we're flying to it and I can stick my quad cortex in a, in a suitcase and have all the sounds yeah. I want. So I think it's um, the cool place to be. Yeah. My last part of the final thoughts, the part that I was I was waiting on, is this idea that I love the versatility mm-hmm. that I can get in the moment. I can throw a mic in it. Mm-hmm. I can throw two guitars in it, doing two different wirelesses. I could get multi-outs from it, mm-hmm. and it sounds crisp, and it's clean, and it's great, and everything. And it is in that, the versatility that I get and the ability to do it, that I go, this was the right choice for me. Mm -hmm. And I will say to the people who are listening, going, maybe I need to get rid of my Helix. Maybe I need to get rid of my Kemper. Maybe I need to get rid of my Tone X Captor the third. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever they're trying to get rid of. If all the stuff we're talking about doesn't make sense and isn't computing, and you're like, yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. Don't change. Mm -hmm. Don't change. Just because somebody has a podcast that goes, man, I'm not sponsored by this, but I love it. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should get it. But I I think it's the same thing. I feel like I was always pedal chasing. Oh, this guy has this pedal. You know, I love this. You know, I should try that. It's kind of the same thing, but they're much more expensive. So I think that like, yeah, at a certain point when you know your sound, but also know your needs. Like when you have your identity as a musician, you'll know pretty quickly if what's for you. And I think the Kemper for a time 
was for me when I was just playing electric guitar. I wasn't doing anything else. And, you know, that was my thing. I was playing electric guitar a couple times a week and the Soda Kemper was great, but my needs have changed to be something a little bit more portable and more versatile because of what I'm doing now. And so that's where I'm at and that's where I'm living. And I'll be living that way for probably a while. You know, and for the people who think, man, you just can't change like that, I will remind you that The Edge played an Explorer, Mm -hmm. and then he played a Strat. Jimmy Page was all about a Telecaster and Mm -hmm. a Les Paul and a Dan Electro. You know, the fact is, people can change in many ways of who they are Mm -hmm. and what is right for them in the moment. I mean, you look at John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Really, for all intents and purposes, he started out as an acoustic guitar player. Yeah. I understand he was an electric guitar player who was forced to play acoustic, but he was an acoustic guitar player. And then all of a sudden, he was the Strat guy. And then he has a PRS Silver Strat. Mm-hmm. And then in that time, he also had to play for the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's playing a PRS with two humbuckers and a narrow field in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he stopped being a strat guy the whole time. Yeah. It's just for the niche, for the thing he needed to do in that moment, that's what it was. Yeah. So and and I think, and again, this is cliche that like I, I have been in so many situations where I have played a piece of gear I didn't feel super comfortable with. Maybe I, I played Lloyd's Reason when he had remember he had that reason yeah. amp. Yeah. And I remember yep. we were in Michigan and very distinctly not loving it. Cause it just felt weird to me. And he just goes, no, that sounds yeah. like you. That's just you. So I think that like the, the man makes the machine, not the other way around, which is again, super cliche. Right. But I think that like at the end of the day, I sound like me when I play the quad cortex, the Kemper, the helix, the iridium, like that. I sound like me because I have a predisposition to certain sounds that I'm trying to get out of it. And also I have a distinct way of playing. So I think, yeah, it's all jazz. It's all music. And, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just, it's just, (laughs) yeah. So I think that I hear you, but I, I, I agree with you. Get what you feel most inspired by. Cause I think the quad cortex is, it inspires me to do weird things too. Like, Oh, what if I put this in front of this? And it's as simple as dragging your finger instead of unplugging 10 pedals and replugging them in. So I think that's awesome. You know? Absolutely. Well, Barber, I thank you for being here. I love your left-handedness. I love your right and left-brainedness. Thank you, sir. And I appreciate every bit of what you had to offer to this. So thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Until next time. Well, that concludes our time with the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Tweed Couch. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time. Mm